0: Today on Kingdom Speak, we talk about who are your friends and who aren't your friends. Is that proper grammar? I'm not sure. Welcome to Kingdom Speak, Pastor Daniel McKillop. Who they, who they are and who they ain't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who they ain't.
0: Right off the start, we're going to enter ooh, a Zen. safe zone, Zen, where uh. what we say will not be held against us, because we're going to talk about who your friends are, and who they aren't, huh. and I'm going to buzz kill the entire episode by saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buzz kill it. Talk a little lower. But we're going to permit you. To not be friends with some people, <laughs> ouch!
2: You gotta be nice to them,
0: though,
2: right? So, yeah, but yeah, that's right. But we, we are gonna give you an
0: out. Don't have to be friends with everyone, so we don't yes. have to be friends. Oh, that just that warms my heart. It just takes the pressure down, doesn't it? Welcome, everyone. Welcome, <sighs> welcome, friends. Kansas. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, friends. Two of my closest friends in the room, right here. Yes. So, how's everybody doing today? I have two fantastic reviews to read from people that are friends of ours, I might add. So, first up, absolutely amazing five-star Apple Podcast review. Each and every episode leaves me feeling so encouraged and blessed. I appreciate you, the guests you have invited on, and the burden that you have to not only help and guide your local assembly there in Canada, but to include the overall kingdom of heaven and the church of today. Please keep it up. That's from Brother Chris, who makes a note here. He's from Elder Strevels in Noblesville, uh, Indiana. And we will well. say amen to you, Chris. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah. Number two. Hey, five-star apple podcast review. This is my kind of review. <laughs> Stop putting out anointed quality content. And let me live my life. Okay? <laughs> that's that is great. From Miriani on Apple Podcasts. That's good. That's that's great. That's
2: it. Cut it out. Straight to the point. Amen. 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 Get a hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're turning the temperature up on her lukewarmness. That's right. That's yes. right. Yes. Man, you guys look good today. Oh, sharp. Mm. <laughs> Notice all of our ties match yes. today. Yeah.
0: So this yeah. is what it feels like to dress like a producer. Ah, yeah. Now you guys know what it's like to be cool.
2: It's kind of low effort, okay. isn't it? It Ooh. is. Well, we slid into that one easy. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yes, sir. Guys, looking good. You guys are looking looking Fine. great. We've been telling people. That's right. Merch is coming. That's right. Now we're going to tell you we have it, mm-hmm. and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you going to do about it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't want it. Is what it is. Ah. Nobody has asked for the merch.
2: Ah.
0: So yeah, okay. that's where it's at.
2: Yeah. Okay. So this hmm. is some demo stuff. Just that to we're let you working. know. Just to let you know it does exist. Yep. Let it chirp exist. in and let us know what you think. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, one of you spin around, show them the back. Can you? Uh, can I you can do that, that without up. coming unhooked? Ooh, he's prepping. Hey, hey. You got it. Hey, you're gonna have to go to YouTube for this one. Yeah. The That's call. It.
0: The caller's throwing me off a bit, but I'm getting it. Yeah. That doesn't come with it. No. Guys, I just try to take it up a level everywhere I go.
2: Yeah, you do. Everywhere I go. You do. You, you're, you're, you're always going up a level. hmm
1: hmm Yeah.
2: So,
0: I mean, we're dressed up, but we still have the same premium content today, right? So, we don't want to disappoint the audience. We're not just here to wear fantastic sweatshirts and... Dad hats. Trucker caps, <laughs> or whatever these things are called. Freedom. Are these freedom... Freedom buckets? Hats. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like a mesh bag, like a camo and orange one. That's what I would go for. Yeah, we have them. Yeah, I've wow. still
2: got one in my office, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's, never got, been, a, it's never, got a tag on it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> never been worn. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd be hating. Don't be hating. Yeah. I'm sure there's a real tree group of Kingdom speakers out there. Yes. Who yeah. Who would soak yeah. up this merchandise. Yeah. I'm they sure need to speak is. up.
2: Yeah. They need to speak up. Mm-hmm. Hey. What about this uh, 300th episode uh, Right. Journal. Right. Good call. So. Cover. Next episode. So
0: we are listening to this on Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Um, and if you haven't heard, last week was our 300th episode of Kingdom Speak. And Yay. Salvador. Here he goes. Here he goes. Is he going to get it? Marina.
2: Oh, Marina.
0: No. Your turn. Oh, Salvador (laughs) Morano. Salvador Morano. 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 Isn't that it? Morano? Yes, Morano. Who makes these fabulous, custom Italian leather, fully customizable. Put your initials on the inside. Uh, I call it a journal jacket. I don't know what you guys call it, but it says handmade in California. It's the real deal. So... He is obviously a kingdom speaker, made these for us, and is making them for uh, whosoever will. And he stepped up and said, hey, I want to give you guys a... One of a kind One of one, limited edition, 300th. And if you jump on our social media, uh, Kingdom Speak, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you will see that journal, and we are giving it away next episode. Go check it out. It's a social media giveaway. Uh, If you don't follow us on social media, uh, jump on our website.
2: What are you even doing?
0: Man, I know. but Some people don't do social media. So jump on Uh If you're if you're already a member, make a post in the forum and say, hey, I'm just here for my uh, 300th edition journal <laughs> cover. And I want it. And we'll put <clears throat> your name in the hat. And quite possibly you could win.
2: This hat? You'll put their name in? Yeah, we could do that. We like could put all the kingdom names Speaker in the Kingdom hat. hat. Yeah, yep, that would actually yeah. be nice.
0: And yep. uh, maybe we'll throw a hat into the giveaway. Who knows?
2: Well. You know, we
0: could just. Well. Well. Yeah. So that happens next episode. And we'll probably go live on Instagram or something like that. Because if it's not on Instagram, we all know it didn't happen. That's right. exactly right. right. Right? Nobody eats unless it's on Instagram. Yep. All that kind of stuff. So that being said, uh, Salvador makes some amazing, amazing stuff. Great so, quality. Fantastic. It is. Fantastic. All right, you let's jump
2: that, in. You notice mine matches. I, uh... Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's right. Flexing yep. on us over here. Yep. <laughs> yep.
2: So, what? How many friends do you have? Yeah. Co host Derek, mm-hmm. how, how many friends do you
0: have? I was thinking about this as I was walking over here to the studio. Uh, I heard a man speak about, I want to probably close to a month ago now. Um, his name is Josh Hirschberger and he runs the. Well, Josh, who? Hershberger. Hershberger. Yeah, I can get that name right. Josh Sorry, Salvador. But, but I know that name just flows off the tongue. But Hershberger. Okay. He runs, uh, he's a an attorney in the U.S. And he oh, runs yeah, the Good Talk. Citizen Project. Yeah. Right? And he was actually talking about how to connect with people. And he cited some research study. And we've talked about this kind of stuff. Um, anyway, long story short, his number was about 150. And he feels like the human brain... Is God built us community minded, and that you can only really know so many people. Right. Uh, and he was he was illustrating this like the dangers and challenges of social media to say you really don't have eight thousand friends. <laughs> right. Right. So right. The, the his number was one hundred and fifty.
2: I've I've had um, people reach out, you know, Facebook, whatever platform. Mm-hmm. Facebook, I think, is has the limit on five thousand friends. Does it really? Yeah. So I've had people. Send me a friend request, and I say, yeah, okay, I understand. We have a mutual connection or whatever. So go to accept it, and then then get notified. Uh, you can't accept their friend request because they, they already <laughs> have 5,000 uh. friends. And then I realize I'm just one of many. Mm.
0: Okay, so we're in the safe zone, so let's let's jump right into this. Yep. What do you think about not accepting someone's friend request who you actually know? What do you think about that? Like, is it... Let me be fully transparent. So there are people who post a lot of stuff all the time. On, on, not on Facebook, but I'm just saying on social media. We all know those people. So is it wrong to just, after a while, say, you know what, I just don't want to see all this stuff. Mute. Mute. Yeah. Well, Facebook has that option. It does. That's right? a neat feature. You, you yep. can just not see it. like, yep. And I think that's great. Yep. And I think it illustrates what we're going to talk about today where, yep. you know, it doesn't mean you hate them. Yep. And if they're pulled over on the side of the road with a flat tire, you'll probably stop and help. Should. Yep. Right? Should. You're going to pray with them in church. You're going to help them out.
2: Oh, you mean you're talking about people that go to church with you. I said this was a safe zone. <sighs> And we have no music, <laughs> <laughs> really. Oh, you just took it up a level, You're bro. Just, I'm going there. You just Cold took it up turkey. a level.
0: Look, guys, I what it is is this is not me, but I absorb this role for the sake of the audience. So I'm sure there's somebody in the audience that feels like this. And you I'm feel like
2: to, you are the composite of yeah. our audience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? I, aye, aye. I try
0: to bring that 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 sixty grit
2: rub at times, <clears> just <throat> to say you know. Yeah, you, you are successful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for trying. It's working. It's, it's working. <laughs> it's working.
0: Everybody in the audience is driving down the road saying, oh, yeah, there's that one person, that man. It's just best if we don't
2: talk all the time. Okay, well, let, let's, let's... let's You're, you're going to want to set this all up on yeah, us Let's go to the Bible. <laughs> uh, well, okay, before uh, we go to the Bible, uh, let's say this. <laughs> I think it's important that we contextualize uh, a congregation. Because what if you're in a church of 10 people? True. Yes. Here we go. Yeah, you're already. Yeah, I understand. Right? Mm. So mm. I think it's important that we we kind of put that that film over the over all discussion. That's right. But um, even in a congregation of 10, there may be someone that you should not be mm. close with. That wouldn't be the pastor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But. You're, but yeah. You're, but. Yes, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> You don't necessarily have to be friends with him. That's right. 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 But you do need him. And I was
0: going to say, I'm sure as you, as the pastor, you don't have the same level of friendship with everyone, mm-hmm.
2: but that's okay, mm-hmm. right? Maybe a good question to ask is do I, I don't have to be friends with you mm-hmm. to be friendly. Fair enough. Yeah. Right, and just because
0: we're not friends doesn't mean we are enemies. Good point. We're acquaintances. Point. We are colleagues. We are. And and stuff happens.
2: Okay, so as he <laughs> says, let's let's go let's go put some Bible the Bible on it. Okay, Bible. stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul identified the church when he was writing to Corinth as the body of Christ. Okay. That one member is not ever a body of its own. That's right. So we're never advocating isolation. Exactly. Exactly. You need to be connected to the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the setup for the whole thing. We spend a lot of time in the church
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, discussing, reinforcing the importance of of separation from the world, yeah. Okay, and that's necessary. How can two walk together except they be agreed, um, et cetera? Okay. What fellowship doth light have with darkness? And 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 on and on. We've we've really been pretty pretty decent. And I mean, there there may be areas that we need to shore it up a bit, but overall, the apostolic church is pretty good about separating from the world. But what about when it comes to separating from brethren? Ooh. Is it ever justifiable? Mm-hmm. Should it happen? Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm going to say the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Paul separated from yeah. Mark and said, "Okay, just yeah, give me some space, man." So I, I
0: suppose there's some layers to this onion of of individuals and then even pastors. Sure. Sure. You're still both
2: apostolic, Absolutely. ministers.
0: Absolutely. You're just not always together.
2: Right. So the discussion, the 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 biblical example that we're going to use for this mm-hmm. is Abraham and Lot. Right? Okay. Yep. Okay. So Abraham and Lot had to separate from each other. Mm-hmm. That needs to be. A template for each of us that that we understand sometimes the journeys that God calls us on will mm-hmm. <clears throat> mandate that we separate ourselves. Yep. Everybody's going to stay separate from the world, but maybe even from brethren, hmm. and it's okay.
1: Hmm.
2: It is impossible in the same context that it is impossible to have five thousand friends. It is impossible for every apostolic church to be in fellowship with each other. Yes. For every pastor to be in fellowship with each other.
0: And this is foreign for us because we live in a very rural area. Yeah. So there are not 30 churches within 30 30 minutes minutes. (laughs) of driving. Right. Right. I'm sure a lot of our audience, you know, you drive... you drive by a Pentecostal church, driving to your Pentecostal church, and it's just how, you know. So for us
2: to talk about this is a little different, I understand, too. Yes. Yeah. So automatically, when when you look at an Abraham and a lot and you think separation, you think something happened between them.
0: Well, yeah. Right. And that's why he ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah and all that is because they separated. Because they separated.
2: (laughs) Right. When I'm here to try to... Mm -hmm. Uh, stick up for Lot a bit. Lot is known as just Lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's known as right a righteous. His righteous soul was vexed. The reason they were separating was because God said that they had to separate. It right. wasn't because of something that Lot had necessarily done. Mm-hmm. It was that God said, you're not supposed to be together. The journey that I'm taking you on, Abraham, mm-hmm. is one that demands that you separate from family, kindred, country, and you follow me.
0: Yeah, and that's almost, that was almost on Abraham, because God called Abraham out and said, right, and it's almost like he still held on to Lot as a security blanket or Lot held on to him, however, but that was still part of the calling of Abraham, right? Like, no,
2: you're supposed to be by yourself. The fact that they were together was Abraham's disobedience, not Lot's, Mm. Mm -hmm. okay? So, we automatically can think, well, what did Lot do for Abraham to have to separate himself from him? The reality is, is Lot was so blessed, mm-hmm. and Abraham was so blessed, that the land could not support them. Yeah, it's too right. much of a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. So here it is. It's not the separation between Abraham and Lot that's the problem. God ordained that.
0: All right. All right. It
2: is what Lot joined himself to. After he separated himself from Abraham, that was the problem. Hmm.
0: So then we use the ends to justify the means a lot of times, and we say, Yes. Look how producer Randy ended up. Right? Yes. If he had not done whatever, and we Monday morning
2: quarterback it. Yeah, Abraham would have been able to continue walking with him if he wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? There there's there's there is a possibility that two churches can both be involved in propagating the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and not be companions on the same journey. Yeah. Right? Two things can be right at the same time.
1: Not very good.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and both be submitted to the plan, yep. purpose, will of God. Yep. There, there's cycles in the kingdom of God that you've got to understand the ebb and flow to everything. This has shades of that fellowship podcast we did, doesn't it? It, it does. Yes. <laughs> it I does. mean, you
0: kind of called things out more vividly. Maybe we'll get you to do that again today, because that's where the ratings are, of course. But um, here we go with the 60 grit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? But could you dare say that there could be three churches with different letters on their signs?
2: Ooh, three preachers with different cards. In your
0: pocket. <laughs> I was wondering if you would go there. Yeah. I'm just, just, I'm throwing it out. I'm, you know, you're yeah. the pastor here, but right. Yeah. I think that's what, if you read between the lines. Yeah. So
2: when, when Lot separates from Abraham, okay, let, let's talk about this cycle for a minute. This was, this was a season of separation. That God had called Abraham out to you. You're going to wherever you walk, I'm going to give you this land. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, we could have a discussion about how long this separation should have happened, whether it was supposed to just be a season, and and that 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 we don't have time to get into that today. What I want to lift out of this idea is this: that in the kingdom of God, everything has a cycle to it. Ebb and flow. There is, and it's okay, it's okay, and that that's going to be, you're going to hear me say that quite a bit over these next few moments. It's okay for people to leave some churches and go to other churches. Mm-hmm. Everybody say with me, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. Yeah. We're back in this safe zone.
0: But I think without going any further in all this whole topic, everybody listening will think of the one bad example.
2: Oh, of course. Right? Of course. Right. But that's not Lot. No. Okay. If so you're thinking of a rebel, yeah. don't use Abraham and Lot as your example. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about something entirely different. Rebellion is never justification mm-hmm. for any for, for move. Church hopping. Right. Yeah. Okay. So but but separation, okay, Seems how we've talked about that. Separation can happen for a number of reasons that is not justified. Mm-hmm. Rebellion is one of them rebellion needs to be fixed and rebellion is never fixed by moving the address you still have the same issue okay wherever you go mm-hmm. uh, look, look at what Jesus said in fact we have in our in our notes John the sixth chapter yeah I'll
0: read that for you uh, John 6 verse 60 and 61 says many therefore of his disciples when they heard this said this isn't hard saying who can hear it right? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend
2: you? Right. Now, you're not going to get any better preacher than Jesus.
0: Yeah. Okay? Well, it's unfair to be in Jesus' congregation because he's standing up there preaching and he knows what you're thinking at the same time. Oh, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Verse 66 says, From that time many of his disciples went back and walked no
2: more with him. So I I think Mm -hmm. that is the answer to the question he asked in verse 61. Mm-hmm. Did I offend you with this message?
0: Yeah, the answer is
2: yes. The answer is yes. We're voting with our feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're out. Mm-hmm. That's right. The official first church split. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Then Jesus says unto the twelve, so the number is smaller at this point. Yes.
2: Will ye also go away? Quite a bit smaller, actually. Yep. So the first service back after the seventy yep. leave, and we have twelve yep. <laughs> left. Jesus' first message was, please don't leave me. Please, please, yeah, everybody. Yeah, he gets
0: an acoustic guitar and sings, will the circle be unbroken? And yeah. <laughs> 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 has a potluck dinner,
2: right? Or, I'm not going to walk away. Yeah, got- yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Greet everyone if it's appropriate and shake their hands and tell them you're glad be to see them. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Aren't you glad anybody showed up? That was not the case. That is not what he said. No. He takes the proverbial text mm. and poses... This question.
0: Will ye also go away? Uh,
2: you guys want to go too? Yeah. Is, is that Just what you want?
0: Left? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's, then, quite, that's, that's okay. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord. Man, we got to love Peter. He's,
2: to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Now notice what Peter did not say here. Peter did not say, oh no, the message didn't offend me. That's a good point. Okay.
0: Yeah. He took it on the end of the chin as well. It's quite likely
2: (laughs) that the message was just as controversial for Peter to receive as it was for the 70 to receive. Why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what we do know is that Peter had a revelation when he answered this question Mm -hmm. Will you also go away? Where are we going to go? Yeah. And then he says, And we believe. No, oh, thou that has
0: the words of eternal
1: life.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. Because, think of a scale, if you will. Let's 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 let's, let's describe it this way. Mm-hmm. We have seventy that have left because of the offensiveness, yeah, of the words Jesus spoke. But Peter realized, even though this is a hard saying, mm-hmm. you are also speaking the words of eternal life. So I refuse to allow a few offensive words to cause me to trade in yeah. Yeah. the source of eternal words. Yeah. You have the words of eternal life, Yeah, yeah. right? That's priority at this point. So yeah. God forbid mm-hmm. that I of, allow offensive words to cause me to forsake the source of eternal words. Mm-hmm. That in and of itself, is never justification for separation. Mm -hmm. Albeit, how many times is that not the case? Yeah, Yeah, we always start the conversation around an offense. That people separate because they're offended. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you need to separate because there's no eternal life there, that's a different... Yeah. Correct? That's correct. When someone is looking for eternal life, they need to do whatever they can do to find eternal life. But if why you're leaving will cause you to be separated from eternal life, just to put the barriers up around your soul, so to speak, to keep you from being offended, that is not a justifiable reason mm-hmm. to separate.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: mm-hmm. so you need to fall more in love with eternal life than being, and the words of eternal life than being sensitive yeah. to, an, to to what you deem as an offensive.
1: An
0: everyone always uses that scripture, but offenses will come. Of course, they will. You know. And the more the more you work in the kingdom of God, the more offenses you will encounter, <laughs> or the opportunity oh, to be there. We go. Right? There we go. That that's that's part of what you encounter.
2: Well, okay. We 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 like to. Say, you're, you're so right. We we like to talk about what Peter. Is it Matthew? Uh, 16, where Peter says, uh, he responds to the question that Jesus asks, who do men say that I
0: am? Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, well, thou art the Christ. Yeah. The son of the living God. Yeah. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, Peter. Now listen, that's the pivotal question that we all try to put ourselves in the shoes of the apostle Peter and say, that's the question that I would have liked to answer. But Peter would have never been there to answer that question if he didn't answer this question right. Mm-hmm. Are you also going to go away? Mm-hmm. Yep. To whom shall we go? Yep. If he wouldn't have answered that question right, he'd have never been there to hear the question, who do men say that I am? Mm-hmm. So you've got to start with conquering within yourself, I'm not going to be so thin-skinned and offended. And mm-hmm. easily offended, that I miss those key questions that really become mm. uh the hinges upon which the kingdom turns. For sure. Right? For sure. I want to be able to answer those questions right. So it's gotta come back to what am I gonna respond to over offense? Okay. Mm. So I know we've we've kind of thrown that in there as a, a counterbalance to the law and Abraham. Mm-hmm. Lot is not in the camp of the 70 that's offended. Lot is not in the camp of the unbelieving that is not supposed to be walking with Abraham. Mm-hmm. Lot is a righteous man. Mm-hmm. He is, he's, a, he's family with Abraham. Mm-hmm. And I know that we make statements like this, that, that Abraham walked with God and Lot walked with Abraham. And I've said that. But really, how do you get to become a righteous lot without walking with God yourself?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So circling back to what we said a few moments ago, the separation from Abraham was not based on offense, rebellion, no, I'm gonna do it my own way. The separation was divinely ordered, mm-hmm. and the separation was not the problem. It was what he joined himself to. After he separated, that's so key.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, that was the problem. Hmm. Big decisions, eh?
0: Big decisions.
2: This is where, this is where it gets tricky. It's easier to talk about being separated from the world than separated from someone that will keep you from accomplishing the purpose of God. <laughs> oh, man
0: oh we're all, this is the deep end of the pool right here yeah right
2: when you make a covenant with God yeah and the terms of that covenant are that you're going to walk it alone again don't we can't go back and qualify not in isolation you' got to separate yourself
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's where it gets dicey do I have to be friends with everybody in church mm-hmm I'm going to tell you as a pastor, okay, of a congregation that's larger than just 10 or 20. There can be events that happen. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. We got one couple over here and one couple over here. Inappropriate contact happens between them. Boundaries are crossed. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you. They need to forgive each other. They need to get forgiveness from God. They need to get things right. They need to talk to their pastor about it. But from that moment on, there needs to be a carefulness in that relationship between the two of them. There's no, there's no longer just getting together and hanging out again like maybe they did before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Separation is necessary. Yeah. Even within the church.
0: And why is it that maybe people who are unchurched don't think about it that way, but... If you go to a, I don't know, whatever sort of public gathering, there there are people there that you would naturally sit down with and talk to, and there are people who you wouldn't, right? You're going to have those levels of acquaintance, those different levels of friendships, but yet we think in the church that that's maybe not going to exist because there's not that level of, you know... There's the illusion, I would say, maybe this was the the illusion that it's just, yes, one big happy family and everybody is just...
2: Well, because we strive for unity. Right. Okay? Yeah. You can think that separation and and this discussion would be counterproductive to the pursuit of unity. Right. Okay? But let me describe it to you this way. It's not. What in common does your left foot have with your right ear? (laughs) <laughs> do they do they do they get oh, yeah. together? Yeah, yeah. Mine talk all the time.
1: <laughs> only,
0: oh, yeah. only
2: in a major motorcycle accident. <laughs> yeah. Now I've heard people putting their foot in their mouth, <laughs> but <I've laughs> seldom do they put their foot in their ear. Yeah. I know that's humorous, but yet nobody would insinuate that the parts of the body that never interact with each other were not connected. That's right. But they're separated you can still be a part of the body of Christ and the interaction between you and certain members be limited Mm -hmm. or even nil at times and still not affect the fact that you're one with the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't be friends. If you're in a church of, of 500 people, you can't be friends with all of them people. And that's okay. All right, the producer missed his cue. It's okay. It's okay? Stop checking your email. It's
0: okay. <laughs> right? It is. It has to be. It's okay. And that doesn't mean you don't like them. Again, no. we keep saying this. We keep saying this. You but... can
2: still go to the altar and pray with them. Absolutely right. And and, yeah. and and I'm telling you that there will be, if you're going to be, if you're going to be, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but if you're going to be an effective apostolic church that that is run like the Father's house is, in the case of the prodigals, mm-hmm. then you're gonna have people returning mm-hmm. that when they return may have baggage. Mm-hmm. And when they come back, the father still loves them. Mm-hmm. But the relationship may not be the same with the brother in the house, but he's still part of the family. That's right. Okay? So you need to come in off the back porch and get the chip off your shoulder and party because your your brother has come home.
0: That's right. That's right.
2: But it's okay. If you're not best buds, you don't have to hate each other to not be best friends. Yeah.
0: Again, we talked about this in the fellowship episode, but find a point of common ground, not a point of conflict. Yes. Yes. There's got to be something that you can focus on to get you through that. Amount of time that you're together. Yes. Yes. You're wearing a very nice hat today. I'd like to compliment you on your hat.
2: Well, I thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. The, the doctrine should be one that unites us. Absolutely. Yes. Right? Yeah. But you can take two personalities that, um, two, let, let's put it this way, two depressed people <laughs> should probably not be getting together every Wednesday <laughs> for coffee. And oats, right? That happens though. If we're not careful, we'll gel yep. around our weaknesses. Yep. Yes. Yep. There it is. And mm-hmm. and oh. and we really don't have anybody to balance out the other scale in our life. Yep. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've said this before on, on previous episodes. You guys have heard me hammer away at this in leadership. Mm-hmm. It's it's the five 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 principle. You need fifteen people in your life. Mm-hmm. Five people that you're helping to get to the point in life that you're at five contemporaries and five people that inspire you and that 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 concept keeps you balanced if you surround yourself with 15 people that inspire you to the point of intimidation they will they will they will drive you into immobility if you surround yourself with 15 people that think you are you're the one that's intimidating them you're so far beyond them you can develop a god complex so there, yep. there's there's the need of balance. If you are someone that has a personality that is just through the roof, always biting lightning, mm-hmm. man. If a, if there's fifteen of you guys there, there's nobody has time for just to say anything. Yeah, do you anything.
0: can't even hear anything,
2: <laughs> right? When everyone's talking, right? So you don't want to just gel friendships around strengths or just around weaknesses. Yep, right. That's right. You need to be balanced, mm-hmm. and it's okay. I think we've said that. It's okay. It's okay. To not be friends with everybody. Yep. The deal is, when you separate, be careful what you join yourself to.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
2: Okay? So if you hit a a rocky patch in a relationship, be careful of whose arms you're running to. Hmm. It's easy at that moment to make a decision that makes a matter worse. You need ah, to seek godly yeah. counsel. Prayerfully approach this. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Lot should have talked to somebody about Sodom and Gomorrah. He ends up embracing a city that vexes him, and it's clearly, clearly already enraged God. Because yep. God's on his way to wipe the place out. Yep. But the problem is, as he moves there, his family begins to, to gel with the with the inhabitants of that city. Mm-hmm. His children, his, his girls, marry into that city, right? And then God comes in. And the consequences there happen. He says, I, I want to wipe this out. Mm-hmm. Lot's wife, his daughters, his son-in-laws have been so infiltrated by the ideologies of of Sodom and Gomorrah, that they're having a hard time to leave in the face of pending annihilation by the judgment of God. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Hmm. Finally, the angel has to take Lot by the hand, his wife, his daughters, and say, get out of this city. The son-in-laws stay there. As they step outside the city, for those of you who know the story, God rains down Mm -hmm. brimstone Mm -hmm. and fire and annihilates that vile and wicked city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? Mm -hmm. Notice this. The city is now destroyed, but the philosophy of the city is still alive Ten Lot's daughters. The reason that God wiped the city out was because of the immoral acts of the city. Mm-hmm. That's right. And now Lot and his daughters, because Lot's wife has now been transformed into a pillar of salt as she turned back to look at the city that God was bringing them out of. Okay? Okay. Lot's daughters go, we don't don't have any children. Our husbands were were consumed in the judgment of God. So they they get their father drunk. And I know this is a bit of a sensitive topic right now, but they have a relationship with their drunken father Mm -hmm. that produces children. An incestual relationship an immoral relationship. What does that sound like? The city that they just came from. Definitely. Okay? So now Sodom and Gomorrah is is gone as a city, but its philosophy is alive, and it's alive and being propagated through the, the, the offspring of an immoral relationship between Lot's daughters and himself. And the fruit of that relationship is Moab, And Ammon. And these two become the Moabites and the Ammonites, which from that point on become everything that opposes the people of God. Terrible people. Yeah. Abraham, Isaac, and all of those folks are now opposed by Lot Mm -hmm. and all of his downline. And so you have you have this conflict between separated people. And that's a problem. It is. That's a problem. How do we fix that? Hmm. I was I was talking with um, Brother Urshan about this, and if any of our listeners do not listen to Biblos, you need to change that. He has a great podcast. Go check it out. He said, this is what he referred to when we were discussing actually this topic. He referred to the Moabites as half (laughs) apostolics. They're not full apostolic. Mm -hmm. Okay? Lot is of the family of Abraham, but by reason of this relationship, Mm -hmm. they are now arch enemies to the people of God. Mm -hmm. The storyline continues to roll, and years pass, okay? Moab becomes a people who who inhabits a nation, a land. The Ammonites do the same. And we have another story that I want to bring to your attention that really, to me, illustrates the mercy of God and the redemptiveness of God and restoration, okay? Because every, and I want you to hear hear this clearly, every separation... Every separation, if it leads to joining yourself to the wrong thing, needs to be reversed. Right. Mm -hmm. If the separation pulls you from the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. you need to come back. If somebody is listening to this podcast today, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whenever it is, you need to hear me carefully. If you've been offended and separated yourself, if you got bitter and separated yourself, and the separation was not just something that you done so that you could continue on with your walk with God, but the separation alienated you from the people of God. Mm-hmm. You need to get back. You need to reconnect and get that relationship with the body of Christ back. Yes. Okay? So now let's go to the book of Ruth, a fascinating fascinating story that takes place beginning at chapter 1, and go ahead in verse 1. Now, it came
0: to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malan and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem and Judah. And they
2: came into the country of Moab and continued there. They came into What? The country of Moab, the country of the downline, mm-hmm. of an immoral relationship, the downline of the philosophies of Sodom and Gomorrah that escaped the fire and brimstone because Lot had been so connected to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. These are Mo. These Moabites are Lot's great, 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 however many generations grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have someone once again leaving, so we've got another issue of separation. That's right. Leaving Bethlehem, which is the land of covenant, the land of promise, the land of Abraham and his downline, and because a famine was in the land, they leave that land and they traverse to the progeny, the land of the progeny of Lot, which was the Moabites. Hmm. Okay? Elimelech, Elimelech? Naomi, Mm -hmm. Melon and Chilion, Mm -hmm. and they make their way and join themselves. Is this not deja vu? Yes, it is. Okay.
0: Yep. So they came into the country of Moab and continued there, and Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about 10 years. And Malan and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband.
2: Ah. Okay. The parallels here between the story of Lot, his wife, and his two daughters, and Elimelech, Naomi, Malan, and Chilion are amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's, let's let's unpack this as we bring this to a close. First of all, let me say this a famine in Bethlehem is better than a feast in Moab.
0: Oh yeah that's pretty good <laughs> Pick
2: because, where you want to go through the famine. oh mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely God will sustain you mm-hmm. if you'll stay in the right land. Churches go through seasons. Relationships with God go through seasons where fruitfulness and productivity yeah. is not quite what it was in other seasons. Yeah. But the last thing you do at that point is run to Moab. That's right. You don't separate yourself from the land of covenant and the land of promise. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the parallels are this. It's, it's the same, but it's a bit unique. In the story of Lot, mm-hmm. his wife dies and his two son-in-laws die. That's right. In the story of Elimelech and Naomi and their two sons, Malon and Chilion, mm-hmm. the sons die. I leave the women. And the husband dies. Mm-hmm. Okay? So instead of Lot, notice, notice the meshing of these two stories. Instead of Lot being the survivor, Naomi is the survivor. Right. Okay? Yeah. Naomi looks at her two daughter-in-laws, because they've survived, mm-hmm. who are Moabites. And she says, I want to tell you something. I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, We have no children. So we're in the same scenario as the two daughters of Lot. We have no progeny. We have no children. We have no, no one to carry on this family name. Naomi looks at them and goes... I'm sorry, even if I had a son in my womb. Would you wait? You wouldn't wait. There is no, hear me now, in this example, there's no immoral alternative to get them out of this solution. Wow. Out of this situation. That's right. No immoral solution to get out of this situation. Sodom and Gomorrah does not have a solution for this problem. Moab doesn't have, they can get Naomi drunk if they want, but it's still a problem. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Time is against them. Yep. And it's as if God is setting this all up because notice what begins to transpire through the conversation that we eavesdrop on mm-hmm. with Orpah and Ruth and Naomi. Yeah. Naomi looks at them and says, I can't help you. You might as well go back to the people of your country and your land, Mm -hmm. and I'm going back as a bitter individual to the land of Moab, from the land of Moab to to Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. Orpah kisses her. Yep, she goes. And goes. Yeah. Ruth embraces her. You got to watch, there's a difference there, and, and I wish we had time to talk about that, but you got to watch the kissers. And you got to be an embracer. Mm-hmm. Right? Judas kissed Jesus and walked on. Okay. You've, there's got to be something in you that clings to the covenant. Mm-hmm. You embrace it, and you make up your mind I refuse to be anything but one with the covenant of promise. Ruth looks at her and says, where you go, I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. Where you lodge, I'm going to lodge. Your people are going to be my people. Where you die is where I'm going to die. Where you're buried is where I am going to be buried. Stop entreating me to leave you because nothing but death is going to part me and thee. That's right. That word right there. Is the very same word that is used when Abraham said, All right, Lot, you gotta separate from me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, what Ruth was saying as Lot's great, 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 great granddaughter was, Don't ask me to do Mm -hmm. what my great, 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 great grandfather was asked to do.
0: That's right.
2: I want to reconnect. That's right. So it's not just about what you separate from, but it's about what you join yourself to. So good. Okay? At this point, at this point, what this really is, is not just Ruth joining Naomi to traverse back to the house of bread, but this is Lot returning to Abraham. Exactly. Exactly. This is the reconnecting. Of Abraham and Lot, the reuniting of what was once separated, Mm. all of them years ago. Wow. Takes a long
0: time to bring that bad decision back around.
2: But the mercy of God makes a way for it to happen. Yeah. Now, you can, you can look at that conversation between Naomi and Ruth as just some surface little relationship or conversation that was happening on the side of the road, or you can understand that this solitary decision to join herself back mm-hmm. to the people of God, back to the people of covenant, that single decision removed her from the downline of an ancestral immoral relationship to the upline of... Of the incarnation. Exactly. That one decision moves her from being ashamed to be Lot's great 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 granddaughter mm-hmm. to now being the great 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 grandmother of Jesus Christ.
0: The benefits the benefits that you don't even know of reconnecting to the right people. Oh. Years from now you'll find
2: out. History will only reveal, right? Right. And so you're sitting there today, and you're going, somehow I found this podcast, and I haven't been in church, but I can't go back to church because there's some people there I just don't like. I think that some of them are hypocrites. There's one. I, I, I think yeah, some of them are ignorant. One. I think yeah. this guy's personality just rubs me the wrong way. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody said you had to be best friends with that guy to come back to the Father's house. It's okay. <laughs> come back. Yeah. From the land of Moab, rejoin yourself Mm -hmm. to the people of covenant and see what God will produce in your downline. What is it that you want to leave your children anyway? You just want to leave them an offense, a grudge, a wounded spirit? Or do you want to leave them a connection, a scarlet cord, if you will, that's going to run all the way down the down line till it finds the redeemer. Is it not amazing that you're just a few generations mm-hmm. away, Ruth, from the key of David?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Look what Orpah is. Look what Orpah is. So if, if if there's somebody listening today that that's wondering if they can make it back. Yes, you can. You can, and you need to. You need to to rejoin yourself. And it's okay to come back and not have to embrace everybody in the church. Mm -hmm. You can love them as a brother. That doesn't mean you have to be best friends with them. But you need to come out out of the realms of being lukewarm, being offended, being cold in your faith, living in the land of the, in, the, in the region of the downline of Lot, and say, I'm going to rejoin back to the covenant. I'm, I'm going to make myself one again with the people of promise. And God has got a great future for you. It, it's time to join yourself back in